EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM uh, You want to know how I know it's been a couple of weeks? I just did this awesome intro to the show Like legit, covered everything uh, Went to hit stop And I wasn't recording So yeah, Ever heard someone say they talk to themselves too much? Well, I mean that's what I do I sit here in a lonely room talking to myself. Riveting stuff, isn't it? Anyway, thanks for listening. Good to be back. Um, apologies for the break. I um, will cover that off a little later in the show, and we'll also talk through what's happening over the next few weeks because it is a busy, busy time. Um, there'll be more uh, other shows than there will be this one, but that's because of timetables and travel and different things going on. So it's all happening, um, but... Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm coming back for you. I'm not going anywhere long term. I'm just can only do this show on certain days. And uh, that conflicts with the schedule sometimes. So the next couple of weeks, I like that. But we'll cover that off shortly. Um, uh, if this is your first time listening, this is a talkback technology show. If you've got a tech question, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. You send an email. I'll call you and we'll have a chat for the podcast. Um, just like talkback radio, except it's just me and you. Very easy. And um, I don't respond to emails. A lot of people email and say, just email me back. Don't call me. I, I don't email you back because that's not what I do. Um, it's just not how we roll. So that's what we're here for is to take your calls, help you out. So if you've got a question about something cool you've seen, something you want to buy, something you have bought, um, something you don't know how it works, let me know. I'll try and help you out. We do it thanks to the great people at LG who make amazing TVs. And my review of the LG uh, OLED C3 series for this year has just gone up on EFTM.com. It's a beautiful television. Um, you pay the price for quality. That's essentially what the review says. Don't spoiler alert. But, you know, LG have been doing OLED TVs for 10 years. So you can expect greatness from them, and that's exactly what you get. So, um, yeah, keep your eye out for that one if you uh, haven't already read it. Um, EFTM.com for my LG OLED C3 review. We're also gonna we're gonna do a headphone giveaway in the next couple of weeks, so keep an eye out on socials and in the man cave for that from LG. All those things to come, and your calls. And we're gonna talk this week uh, to Optus's Clive Dickens. Uh, he's got a long title, but head of head of innovation is what I'm gonna call him because he does the cool stuff at Optus. He doesn't deal with you know mobile telephones. He deals with things like subscriptions and subhub. And that's the thing I want to talk to him about. I want to understand where Subhub's at and um, there's there's some deals coming so you can actually save money. If you're an Optus customer and you're a Netflix user, you want to stick around and listen because there's money to be saved. All that ahead on the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show. Thank you for listening. Let's go to calls. Brahms on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Where's that accent from, my man? Uh, from uh, Holland. Holland, fair enough. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I think uh, we've got an uh, LG TV that we uh, bought in Germany, yeah. um, which um, it doesn't have a zoning for Australia, so it's actually kind of annoying that you can't uh, put the apps in for um, you know the seven and oh, channel. Oh, really? So you you've, you can you can watch TV, but the app store yes. doesn't allow you to install like Nine Now or Ko or anything like that. That's right. Uh, it does a few because I can uh, put it on the UK. So right. uh, there, there there are a few apps, but 
um, yeah, not the um, not the standard ones like um, yeah, KR for example. I I, I can't do. What have you impossible. have you tried I've anything? Looked, uh, yes, so I've done. Uh, I called two um, uh, television specialists. Mm. I looked, of course, online, and yeah, it seems like you can't change um, your, your region setting. Have you? Might look. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a very, very niche problem. So that, that's that's an issue. How, how big's the TV, <laughs> by true. the way? How big's the TV? Uh, size, I don't know, 70, 75. Okay, so it's a decent size. Like, I'm just hoping it's yeah, not like yeah, a 40 normal. inch TV and I'm like, mate, just go to JB Hi-Fi and buy a new one, will you? But Well, so that, my... and, that, that, and that's what they actually said. That's uh, wild. They, uh, they sort of says, well, yeah, yeah. So here's my thought is, have you tried getting the Australian firmware for it? Is it... What is that? Oh, I, love the, I love the airport announcements. How good is it? That flight to Brisbane is leaving. So the firmware is the <laughs> software for the for the TV. And if there's a firmware update, normally it would happen automatically, right? It's just on the oh, internet. Oh, firmware, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I wonder, here's what I would try anyway, and I think it's the only hope. If you go to the Australian mm. LG website and you put in yep. the model number now, be, be careful, the, the German model number might be different to the mm. Australian. Yes. But I, I reckon yes. if you could find the like for like, and I bet you any money there's, you know, just a couple of letters difference, um, and you downloaded the firmware from the Australian website, maybe that mm. will unlock it. But here's my concern. Yes. What, if yeah. it, what if it ruins it? <laughs> exactly. What if it doesn't? Huh? Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and you've got some crazy websites who – you know, want you to install certain things and then you need to like uh, click three times left and four times right on your mm. remote control and, and <laughs> none of it looks either credible or it didn't work. So, yeah. um, uh, I think yeah. I wouldn't use any website. Bizarre, right? I wouldn't use any website other than the LG's own website. Um, yeah. And I would look to see whether it's obvious and easy to find firmware for that, for that device. Um, I will. I will ask the question of LG. I don't know how much luck I'll have, but I'll ask the question of LG on your behalf, mate. So let's see. What's the number one app you want to get? What app? Uh, I don't care. But, uh, yeah, Keo. Did you mention Keo? Yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. Keo. Yeah. All right. Well, let me see what I can find out for you, Bram. Where are you off to, mate? You're at the airport. Where are you going? Uh, Sydney, back to Sydney. I'm in oh. Melbourne at the moment. Very good. All right, mate. Well, safe travels, and hopefully we can find an answer for you, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Anytime. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, it's a very niche problem, right? <laughs> How many people do you know have moved from Europe to Australia and brought their TV with them? I, I mean, I, yeah, I guess when you're moving, it's a big expense, and so you try and save every expense. If you're going to send a container load full of furniture, you may as well. Yeah, I guess. Interesting. I'd, I'd never thought about it. Anyway, I wonder whether that will work. Well, Bram will, I'm sure, let us know. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Well, let's get going with calls. Dan's on the line. G'day, Dan. How you going? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? So, uh, I've been looking to get into baseball, and um, of course, I could just tune into any old game, but I figured there'd be a documentary or a TV show or some kind of essential viewing to check out to, you know, get the ball rolling. Man, have you picked a team? Uh, 
Not really. I mean, I've had a Detroit Tigers hat for a long time. Okay. Uh, randomly, but <laughs> I don't know anything about the team. <laughs> I've seen yeah. the Detroit. I've been, I've, I've been to the Detroit Tigers um, uh, stadium and, and watched the game there. Yeah, obviously yep. you you contacted me because I'm a massive baseball nut. <clears throat> and I, I, here's, yeah. here's the thing: it's not like there's a drive to survive version of baseball, right? But I think there's yep. a couple of things I would say. I would say um, there's probably three good movies to watch just to get a you know just a general feel for it, which is Major League, All which right. I think is Charlie Sheen. There's Ooh, um, yeah. there's Field of Dreams, uh, which is Kevin yep. Costner, and you know very um, emotive kind of thing, a bit more emotion than baseball. And then okay. Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Ah, uh, yes. Now, so I haven't seen that, but I've heard about it. It's yeah. a cracker because it's a bit more modern day. Well, not totally modern, but it's a bit more, you know, the core of the business and all that kind of stuff. And then here's the thing. Now, I know baseball a little bit from just watching my kids play. So that's how I get the sense of the sport, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But, mate, honestly, I just watch a lot of baseball. I, I, okay. I, the, I don't know all the rules. But I learn something new every week, and I have it on. Yeah, we, like it's my background TV. So like right now, as we re, as we have yeah, this right. chat, the Dodgers are playing the Atlanta Braves, and the Braves go. got a four run start in the first innings. It's now the top of the seventh, so that means that uh, Dodgers are batting, and it's seven four Dodgers. So I'm having a cracker day. The Dodgers are up. We're good. <laughs> but but they, mate, Sweet. they play. Have you have you looked at a schedule? Like they play 160 oh, no. games. <laughs> There, Jesus, <laughs> mate! In okay. in any week, in any given week, there's normally six games, at least. Yeah. So if I look at, <laughs> so I'm a Dodgers man, right? So if I yep. look at the the MLB app, which is also a brilliant app to have, by the way, uh, MLB yep. app. I pay, I think, 150 bucks a year for the MLB subscription, which means I can just watch every game. Um, give or All take, right. give or take a couple that are in blackouts or whatever. Um, yep. But I, if I look at the schedule, this is. Legit mind blowing. Uh, where is the button? They've moved it. They moved the schedule in the thing. Here it is, schedule. So for the month of May, right, the Dodgers are playing every single day except the 4th, the 11th, and the 25th. Three days know. they're not playing. Can, like, can you okay. believe that? Could you imagine NRL yeah. teams playing every single day? I get it's a different sport. But that's, yep. mate, that's what I think is awesome about it. You can pretty much. You know, Ooh. have the TV on every day, and uh, that's good. There's always something to watch. You know, it's there's always a match to yeah. catch up on, or you know, just enjoy. So, you know, I would, I'd get, I'd watch those movies. I'd get the app, and I would just yep. watch games and enjoy it, Sounds mate. It's good. it's a nice laid back, um, crazy sport that that can have utter highs. You know, the games that end. <laughs> You know, the bottom of the ninth walk-offs are just awesome, mate. So get into it. But, yeah. And, mate, come on, Dodgers, Sweet okay? House. Dodgers. <laughs> Dodgers, okay. Get, get out of that Detroit mob, right? Dodgers. <laughs> I'll get rid of the hat ASAP. <laughs> no, you can keep the hat because it's got, it's got memories. But get yourself some Dodgers gear, yeah. okay? They sell it everywhere. Go to Leeds. All right. <laughs> Sweet. All right, All right buddy. The, um, yeah, thanks for getting back to me. That's, no worries, man. I appreciate man. it, eh? Good luck. Enjoy. Cheers. All right. I'll talk to you later, mate. Cheers, mate. See ya. Um, the seventh inning stretch time, folks. Take me. Oh, Dodgers solo home run from JD Martinez. That's his second of the day, I'm pretty sure, as well. Um, I'll just commentate the sport here, shall we? It's 8 5 now, Dodgers. Um, at the top of the seventh. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, I love baseball. Um, so here's the thing, and I, 
um, I was going to separately talk about this, but I don't need to now because um, Dan's brought it up. <clears throat> so um, we missed last week's show because something happened. Oh, here's why I couldn't record last week. And this is related to what I'm going to talk about with next week. Um, we missed last week's show because I had to arrange passports at the last minute. We realized our kids' passports expire in July. We're going to travel in June. Holy hell. And it was a nightmare because when you're 16, which my son is, um, you have to physically present, be present at the post office. So I had to go all the way to his school, pick him up, drive him back. We had, it was a nightmare. So I lost the whole afternoon on Tuesday. So apologies for a no-show last week. Um, I will not be here next week because I have sponsored a charity golf day for Anala Disability Support Services where my um, wife's aunt Shell is a client and my wife also works at, in Anala. And uh, so I've sponsored a, a golf hole. Uh, so Stephen Fennick, myself, uh, Brad Little from Arlo and one other, we're going to play golf uh, next Tuesday. Um, so I doubt I will get back in time to record a show. Uh, and then the week after is WWDC. So, folks, there's going to be a couple of weeks. We're going to skip it. <laughs> okay. So I'll be back in, in the middle of June. Um, there will be two blokes talking tech every week. There will be the movie show every week. There will be a private every week. But sitting at a piece of equipment and recording your phone calls is, is more difficult. And I made the decision I'm not going to just sit and talk for half an hour because like, you can hear everything I want to say on two blokes talking tech. So I don't want to be repetitive. So... The talk back is what this show is and, and the interview. So that's what we're going to stick with. So thank you for being here this week. Next week, I will, um, I'll give you my note for absence. I'm going to play golf. It's a charity golf day. So we're doing some good. Uh, and the week after we'll be in, um, San Jose with Apple and the keynote is on the Tuesday, um, in Australian time. And so that's wild, right? So I'm flying the whole family over to LA. We're going to the Dodgers. That's why, um, Dan's call prompted me. <laughs> Um, so I'm flying the whole family over. We're going to the Dodgers and the Yankees with Stig. And then uh, Stig and I are going to San Jose for Worldwide Developers Conference. And then we're flying to London for another event, which I can't talk about yet. And then we're flying home uh, on the weekend. So it's a big week. The family beats me home, but it's going to be wild. So it's a busy couple of weeks. All right. And then things calm down a little for, I think, three or four weeks before uh, it all ramps up again in the middle of July. I'm exhausted. Are you exhausted? So uh, please accept my note of apology for the next two weeks. But uh, you can get all your tech news at EFTM.com and, of course, in Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Great to have your company. Uh, if you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Just click on Ask Trev. Catherine did that. G'day, Catherine. Hello, Trevor. How are you? Really well. How can I help you? Right. I have um, an issue. I have a whole lot of photos on my phone. Yep. I take, I am called the Catharazzi. I take a photo of a lot of things. That's the best ever. Um, who, who gave you that name first? <laughs> who did it? Um, it was on a ski trip with some um, young millennials, so i.e. my children and friends. So, um, yeah. <laughs> See, kids don't really like to, they, they, they get to that point, where, don't they, where they don't want to be in a photo. 
Like my daughter, 12, oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. is normally fine with photos. And my wife, uh, like she won a voucher at a shopping center or something, and she took a little selfie and they posted it on Facebook. And my, my daughter yes. was filthy. Yeah. She's like, that's horrible. Oh, I'm like, you're horrified. beautiful. What are you talking mortified. about? Mortified. Yeah, mortified. I know. I hear you. Um, so I, there was bets on one trip um, of who took, you know, what the, the number of photos I was taking in a day. No. And I think that got into three figures. So anyway, hence to say I have 9,000 photos on my iPhone. Wow. And I can't say that I'm totally backed up. but um, And I have bought additional storage. So I pay $1.49 to Apple. And I am on the borderline of wanting needing more storage but yeah. i thought no there's got to be a smarter way of how to manage my photos securely and also effectively um it's going to involve money that's as simple as that really okay i mean, I mean look yeah. um yeah. that's the the incorrect answer to directly say but the simplest and best way yeah. involves paying um, of course, you right. can okay. um, you, you can download photos off your phone. You can sync them up to a computer and you could then put them on a hard right. drive, all that stuff. But you know what happens to those photos? Okay. The th- same thing that's happened to all of our photos over the years. They just sit in a place and they never get looked at. Yeah, I, right. I genuinely believe that the investment, and I think I pay, uh, at a yeah. guess, I think I pay 15, maybe 20 bucks a month um, for Google storage. Right. Um, but I'm Google paying. Storage, I'm yeah. paying for two terabytes of storage. But oh, I have huge, every yeah. photo since 1995, and I've scanned a bunch in. Oh, I've used different phones. Yeah, but Catherine, the real benefit here is that I, I believe that none of my photos are lost. I'm not, you know, searching through albums yeah. looking for them because when you no. when you Google. Uh, and Apple has this broadly, but I just don't believe it's as good, right? Google will analyze every photo uh, privately and make it accessible to you yes. via search. So I can search for red car and it'll just show me red cars. I can search for yes. planes. I wonder how people pull up photos so quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can okay. be with – I'll be at a, at the pub visiting, you know, my nieces and they'll be like, oh, da, da, and I'll be like, boom, bring up a photo of them when they were two years old and oh, embarrass the hell out of them. That's, so because, yeah, because it's it. in the cloud – any phone you're on that, yeah. that has your login can, can do it. And sure. most importantly, it, like I'm, I'm using an iPhone. You're using an iPhone, yeah? Yes, yep, yep. So the latest if, I, if I open up the Google Photos app on my phone um, and I look at the things that are synchronized, actually, no, I won't look at my phone. I'm on my computer. I'll go, so let's yes. put my phone down. I'm on photos.google.com. I can see. Oh, Google Photos, yeah, yeah. I can see the photos that I took yesterday, and when I when I charge my phone, it's going to synchronize the ones that I took today. It's constantly yes. backing up my photos. Uh, back, yeah. I it's you know I did start Google Photos because I also wanted the kids to be able because my kids are in early yeah. adults, and I wanted them to access the photos of when they were four when they wanted to you know, pull up a photo and embarrass their sister on Facebook with a happy birthday message or something like that. So with Google Photos, you can also share with family members. that's correct. Yep. Amazing. And and here's the thing. I've just just looked for the – actually, I've seen this for the first time and I've never pushed it, but I'm going to do it live with you right now. In the Google Photos app, it says to me, 5,000 items to delete from this device. And when I click that, it comes up, you know, saying we're ready to go. And like – I can now delete those photos from my phone. It says you're ready to free up space. Delete oh, 5,000 items. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to yeah. delete them. Yeah, and fantastic. now I, I also have Apple's iCloud. 
but I use that for like backups and those kind of things. Um, I want my device to be backed up. So I'm definitely going to keep the Apple iCloud, but I don't need to waste a bunch of space on my phone with those photos. And, and, and the, the thing about the iCloud is it's synchronised across, you know, iPads and computers and I'm so nervous about deleting yeah. anything that I don't know what's what's real and what's not. So what I do is I say when I go to photos.google.com on my computer, that's me yep. looking through the computer into the actual cloud, right? Because cloud, it, yes. I know I know it's not stored on this computer. It's I, I never have put a photo on this computer. So I know I'm looking at the cloud. Oh, yeah. So if the photo I'm about to delete from my phone is not in front of me on Google Photos, then I, I don't feel comfortable deleting it. But I can see every photo. Yeah. I can see screen. Like, I uh, it's all there. Honestly, it's a great investment. Gotcha. Okay. And I, 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 I now, highly what's the, support. What's the charges for that? What's the cost? You'd have to have a look at, at, the, at the plans. Google. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look now. Google Drive, storage, costs. Um, there's a super cheap one, but you're probably already past that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, sure. 100 gigabytes. Uh, oh, it just came up and then it went away. Um, oh, I've got to sign into a personal account. Too difficult. Um, <laughs> it okay. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't want to show me straight up, but I'll tell you right now, it yeah. jumps heavy. It jumps from 100 to 200, then suddenly to two terabytes, which I think is 10 yeah. bucks US a month. It's probably more like 15 to 18 in Australia. Oh, uh, you know what? I think that's really. Um good spending when you're coming to the time of sorting out photos and things like that. You can chew up hours and hours. 100%. So it's probably good value. Well worth it, Catherine. Yeah. Good luck. I appreciate that. All no, right. Thank you very much for the call. No thank worries you. at all. Enjoy your day. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing there is you – I'm so nervous about pressing this button but and I want to do it, but I also want to take a screenshot of it. So I am going to do that. I'm going to do a couple of things. I want to check my phone storage first. I want to have a before and after. This is the the life of a of a tech person like me. Um, you can't just do something. You've got to document it in case someone asks or you want to write a story about it. <laughs> so it's a bit annoying. Um, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Uh, anyway, uh, you know I've long been a, a fan of uh, of Google Photos and Google Drive. So that's the way it is. Um, isn't it interesting though, when I look at my phone, it now only shows 177 gigabytes of one terabyte used, but like three days ago, it said it was one terabyte used. So I don't know what's going on there. So I actually don't think the photos are stored on my phone. I think it's only the thumbnail because I've got iCloud enabled. Anyway, it's, it's a, it's a cloudy cloud of clouds. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. Look, I had a little heart attack uh, during the week. I, I'm pretty frequent at looking at the bank account. I, I'm, I'm a nerd like that. I like to see everything in and out, uh, mainly because am I being scammed is a real problem and I worry about it. But I was looking at uh, one of my accounts because, you know, you like to know what's going through it. And I looked at one of the charges from a streaming provider. Now, I'm not going to go into names because it doesn't matter. But I, I'll be honest, I didn't realize what it was costing me absolutely genuinely hand on heart hadn't realized how much it had gone up not because they keep putting the price up which definitely has happened but also because i've chosen to add on packages or i've gone to a higher stream rate or whatever the heck it is and it just made me think about all the things that we've talked about over the years about trying to consolidate stuff uh and in the current 
climate, cost of living, it's a challenge to, you know, look at the expenditure across your household and go, you know what, could we save some money? And we say to this to the kids, like pick a, pick a streaming service this month and let's work out how, how, which one we're going to pay for and which one we're not. Well, it reminded me that Optus have a service, which I've never used because I'm not an Optus customer right now. But, you know, I remember the concept when it was launched. I liked the idea of it. I, I even think I spoke to our next, next guest at that time. And the concept of Optus Subhub was very much that you could control through a single interface lots of different things like streaming subscriptions. So joining me on the line to update us on Subhub and get a sense of how maybe there's some deals to be done there is Clive Dickens, who last I heard was Vice President of TV, Audio, Content and Product Development at Optus. He's a bigwig, basically. Clive, g'day. Hi, Trevor. Thanks for having me. Mate, thanks for being here. Um, let's let's just backtrack a bit. How long uh, has the journey of Subhub been around? When, when did you launch? I forget. Just over a year ago, but okay. we really went to scale about April last year when we brought Netflix into the tent. So we have uh, over 20 subscription services in the marketplace now. Wow. And, you know, high, high hundreds of thousands of our customers and are benefiting from the product. And you're absolutely right. It's the, obviously, the SVODs are the sort of bellwether of the category. Yeah. But actually, if you think about the other subscriptions you're paying for, whether it's premium journalism, whether it's cloud storage, whether it's your 365 subscription and you know all of the other things and your streaming music subscriptions, they're actually so much more than just your SVODs. So Subhub is a hub for your subs, not just a hub for your SVODs. And that's really why it's really capturing the imagination of our customers. Because in the end, I guess, and I don't know if you've done any research, but it, it wouldn't strike me as uh, surprising if research showed that people don't realise how many things they're subscribed to, let alone how much they're paying. Surely that's the biggest challenge today. We rely on things so much that we essentially don't care what they cost until it matters to us. Totally. The, the average number of subscriptions in an Australian household is over six. And the reason people don't necessarily think about six is because they think about the two to three video subscriptions mm. they have, and they tend to forget about the other subscriptions that I mentioned. But the actual average is six, and 20% of Optus homes have over 10 subscriptions. 10, uh. right? 20% of our homes have 10 subscriptions. So with Subhub, we've created a hub where you can bring all of your subscriptions together so you don't have to rely on opening your banking app or don't have to rely on what payment card you use or even who in the family is paying, right? Because, you know, I had two streaming music subscriptions I don't know how we got that. And Mrs. Dickens said, well, I subscribed. And I said, well, I subscribed. And one <laughs> child was on one family account and one's on the other. Uh, and that had been going on for years, right? So it's not just about um, which bank account or which card, but who is the bill payer in the household. So bringing it all into one place and, and actually be able to see it on a monthly basis and see when they expire and choose when to pause them or when to come in. If it's a great big show you want, okay, I'm binging Succession on uh, at the moment. And, of course, absolutely I've got to have a binge for that with Succession season finale coming up. But I'm not I'm necessarily in, um, in right in the heart of a Paramount Plus series at the moment, mm. but I will be pretty soon. So I might sort of um, come back to Paramount Plus later. So all of this has been possible for years, but it's quite clunky. You've got to go to the operator. You've got to go to your bank. You've got to even think about it when actually you're on the sofa you just want to work. So by building this and allowing people to control their payment and to get the bundled discounts of 5% for two or more and 10% for three or more, we're, we're really helping solve a really important customer problem, in particularly in this period where 
but there is obviously a heightened sense of of cost of living increases that we're all experiencing. So there's there's two big things you mentioned there. The first one is the the kind of on and off nature of things. So I've uh, done it once or twice where you've gone, I'm going to switch this one off, not with the intention of cancelling and losing everything, but the idea of, I don't need it for a few months, right? Um, and, And so... I've never seen the interface, but so you're telling me I can, as a customer, I just log in, I go, you know what, this month or whatever it is, I just turn that off. And then after the next, I guess, billing cycle, it just is not available to me. I don't need to go and do anything at the account level with the provider. Absolutely. And then when you go back onto the service, all of your login and your watch list are still maintained for you as well for the, by the provider because they actually want you to return, right? They yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. You know, they don't want you to cancel and churn forever. So they're actually motivated to keep your profile active. So when you come back through the interface and say, you know, I'm going to come back in for that service because I'm going to watch that amazing Stallone family show on Paramount Plus, then all of your profiles are there because there's also a bit of a FOMO thing, you know, what if I lose my yeah. my um, continue watching settings or my avatar or my algorithm? So it allows you to be a little bit smarter. And even when you cancel, we have a swapping feature now, which is also another world first. So you might cancel a service and we say, well, do you want to save the money or do you actually want to swap it? for another uh, service and right. here's a service with an offer on it. And what happens, people go, actually, I don't necessarily want to save the money, but I don't want to waste the money, so why don't yeah, I try yeah. a new service? And and that's just one click that allows people to swap your $10 or $12 or $18 and try another service. And if it's under an offer, which is you know one of the things we're, we're launching today, which is that we're, we're arranging a whole new set of offers for Netflix, if you can actually... Uh, save money as well so you can with netflix today you can get 50 percent off netflix for three months if you're a new to sub up customer you can also get a netflix bundle with optus mbn which means that effectively when you bundle it with mbn it's it's uh, significantly reduced and if you don't have one of those things you can just benefit from a 10 percent off netflix for all customers new and existing and we're doing that because obviously around the world now netflix have already signaled that they're going to be um cracking down on account sharing they've already done that in canada and new zealand Zealand, and they will be doing that in other markets like australia and the uk very soon so we want to make it easier for our customers to make sure they can still enjoy Netflix as Netflix is obviously already publicly announced that they're going to um, uh, be a little bit more stringent on password and account sharing than they've been in the last five years. So essentially you, you're kind of, you can get ahead of things here by saying to people, listen, it's going to come. So you need to work out how you're going to afford this, let alone manage it. So, you know, take advantage of a bit of a deal here that, that might just, you know, keep you, keep you happy on that front. Because, and, but the other part of it is, yeah. if people do get the irrits with the announcement, they can, I'm assuming with SubHub, just turn it off. And then they could actually, out of spite, they could use your switching process to go, I'm going to take that 20 bucks and I'm going to use it somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, people can <coughs> take, they can vote with their, <coughs> you know, if they want to. But I, what I find is Netflix is obviously the market. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not the one people, people are switching out of much, is it? <laughs> no, it's like, you know, if, if, if people want their internet access, they normally want, don't deny me access to my YouTube and my Netflix. Yeah. Like that, for a lot of households, that is the internet, right? So I think um, more importantly is that, you know, with this change coming, um, you know, you can maybe switch your home internet over yeah. to Optus MBN and, and benefit. Or if you've not used Subbub before, you're basically leaving money on the table because people who are Netflix customers and Optus customers listening to your podcast now, they literally just with a few clicks can save uh, quite a lot of dollars per month 
by yeah. not doing anything. They're paying for one. They're paying for Optus, paying for Netflix, and just by a very couple of click journey, a really good CX, you can save your household money. And you can either spend that money on another service, like a, uh, a service like Prime or BritBox or something even more diverse, or you can just bank that money. And we all do need to look after the 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 cents and the pennies at this moment, don't mm. they? In these, those offers, Australians love to save money. Absolutely. Now, now, how much of an Optus customer do I need to be? And I, what I mean by that is um, uh, a couple of years ago, I was testing the, the 5G network. So I was a prepaid customer for a month or two. Could I have started using Subhub then and then gone, this is too good, this is why I'm going to stay with Optus? Or do you, what level do you need to be at to be get access to Subhub? So, yeah, you have to be either a MBN home customer, 4G home customer, 5G home customer, or a postpaid mobile customer. This, it's, we're not currently eligible for prepaid customers. And the reason yep. for that is our prepaid customers really love the the pricing and the self-serve nature of that being yeah, totally. a stripped-down service. But right? anyone so listening with a, with a home product or a postpaid mobile customer can log on today and get access to Subbub. Including the 4G home and 5G home customer base as well. And and so you mentioned the Netflix stuff. So then my other big fear, and maybe you see this in your 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 talking to customers, is I don't want to do anything with Optus Subhub because I've already got an account and I don't want to lose anything. Can you just migrate all of your existing billing? Because we've got to be clear, the billing all happens through your Optus account here, right? So if I can I That's bring right. can I bring my existing Netflix account and do you then take over the billing of that? Yeah, so that's probably the most important point here, which is not normally how telcos across the world operate. Most offers, uh, you know, the market better than most, are very focused on new customers. This is an offer that actually is for existing and new, right? So if you've got a, if you've been a Netflix customer for five, seven years or more, you all you're changing here is you're changing your payment method over to Optus. Mm-hmm. Nothing else changes, and you immediately you change your payment method and you save a ton of money. And if you're a new customer to Netflix because you've either churned or you've maybe, you know, um, not found anything in the last five years that that has excited you, or more importantly, you find yourself on the back of some password sharing comms in the near future where all of a sudden you're not a new user to Netflix, but unfortunately you now have to be a first-time payer for Netflix. You know, my daughter has moved out of home. She, I was saying to her at the weekends, you know, um, you darling, this is changing. You're going to have to pay for your Netflix. <laughs> and she then, and so she was very grumpy, saying, "Oh, what do you mean? I just use your login." I said, "Yep, those days of bank of <laughs> mum and dad are coming to the end." You know, so she was going, "Well, what do I have to do?" I says, "Oh, you'll, you'll get told about it in the interface, but don't worry, you've got a Optus um, mobile, so you'll be able to get it through Subhub." But so there's a lot of people move out of homes, and and of course, as we know, if you look, read Hastings has been. Uh, quite public about this in the past and now this strategy that's already been executed across Canada and New Zealand is now mm. going to be uh, executed across the market and, and people need to um, make sure they're not overpaying for things and they may be, as I say, not first-time Netflix users, there's not many of those, but there's going to be quite a few first-time paying Netflix households. What's the technical term for what you do? What's the industry refer to this aggregation as? Super bundle. 
Super bundles. So it's a super super bundles, right? Ah. So so since we launched a year ago, we've got three or four telcos now who are fast following this amazing Australian innovation. Um, <clears throat> so Verizon have launched an identical product in the US under the brand Plus Play, yeah, and right. it's a super bundle. And um, and then we work very close with them. When you go on a Plus Play, you'll see you know Netflix there and all of the brands. And then. Um, the other one that's fast followed is um, SK Telecom in Korea, which is a very innovative country and a very innovative telco. Mm. They've even launched a similar product called the T Universe, where actually you can put in all of your subscriptions into a super bundle there. So if you go, you know, this term super bundling is, is sticking with with telcos, and of course, it also is consumer friendly because. You actually want things in one place. Yeah. You want to simplify your life so you can spend more time. It's all well and good that we got all these great streaming services and subscription things out there, but do you know what? Consumers need it to be easy, and uh, that's going to be beneficial. I know I'm assuming over time, if you don't have it now, you'll you'll get amazing data that proves to these telco, to these streaming services and subscription services that you're actually growing their their base. You're growing their product because it's one click and simple, right? That's your that's your upsell. Typically, telco in our, our low churn industries, people we people stay with the telcos quite a long time, yeah. and people actually hop around with their S4 quite frequently. So the reason why these brands want to work with telcos and Optus is because they actually want to attach themselves to a lower churn um, customer base. Um, and also, you know, if you're thinking of of from our perspective, somebody goes, oh, "I want to." look at my MBN offers, look at my prepaid offers. And then all of a sudden when they go into market and they think about saving a few dollars by moving to maybe a, an inferior MBNO, they all of a sudden realize that, oh, actually I'm going to lose, I'm going to be charged more for my Netflix. So what I might lose, um, what I might gain a few dollars by switching to an inferior MBNO and non-branded, I'll, but I'll definitely lose my access to my Prime and my Netflix yeah. discount. So we're, it's a differentiator to make people understand the value of of uh, putting things together, and that's you know triple play, quad play, super bundles. That that's an industry, um, uh, and of course, the more we do in our households, the more loyalty we express to a brand, whether it's an airline, a supermarket, or even a financial institution, mm. we typically can save money. So this is just a natural way that households should think about not overpaying for services and simplifying their lives and and saving a bit of money whilst doing so. And for you, I mean, you've always been, ever since I've known you, at the super forefront of innovation in every industry you've worked in, from radio through to TV and, and telco slash TV. What um, what bugs you about this right now? What's the what's the thing that you 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 can't get on it? Like, there's, I mean, I'm looking at the list. It's a good list, but there's a couple missing, right? Are you, are you working hard on them, or are they just absolute no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll um we'll have you know. By Christmas, to be honest, we would have filled nearly all of the asterisks in your mind there. They're, they're all of the partners are now because, we, you know, when we first because launched you got data, it last you can April, show it. yeah, and also, you know, you know, um, Australian um, software innovation in globally isn't doesn't have a, a global reputation. Mm. People typically see Australia as a very good fast follow economy for technology, you know, and not necessarily uh, an innovative. Um, market for software, so so there's a little bit of hesitance around global partners saying, okay, or well, you know, and we were also quite a small market. We're a yeah, high yeah, output yeah. market, but quite a small population. So get some of these biggest companies in the world to to do, and of course they have to do bespoke integration mm-hmm. to this market. But now that there's examples in other markets, people yep. are going actually 
you were first. This is great. We're doing it in America. We're doing it in Asia. Let's just do it. So we'll be, um, we'll be, we'll have a really full, complete set this by by the summer. But I think the key thing for me is is what I mentioned at the top there. It's about really not limited as a hub for your escorts. It's really a hub for your subscriptions. So when you think about as I say, that paid journalism, that cloud subscription, that that WordPress link subscription, even things like now you've got, you know, whether you're uh, the much talked about Twitter Blue or the mm. or the recently launched Snapchat Plus, you know, I what I feel is going to happen is that we're going to have a, a big evo- evolution on the internet over the next five years where you're going to have a combination of freemium, you know, ad-funded content, yep, and yep. Disney and Netflix have that, and premium subscription funded. And if you think about it, there are more and more examples of that with brands like Google and Twitter and Snap and Microsoft all launching subscription services whilst Netflix and Disney are scaling ad services. It doesn't mean one or the other is wrong, but you need to give a customer choice. Mm. You need to be able to have one or the other. And I think so that's really where we go over the next two or three years. We think we'll be saying, oh, remember when we laughed about the fact that people had six subscriptions? It will be the <laughs> average number of subscriptions in yeah. five years' time where people will have 10. So, you know, that is how the internet is going to get paid for. That is how content is going to be paid for. Yeah. And um, the first 30 years have been all about funded by advertising, and that's been with our data. So we've, you know, the privacy around our data, targeted advertising, we've made up, we take, we've paid a price for that, yeah. the Cambridge Analytica, et cetera. Whereas this, the ability to be anonymous and pay for your your content, I think is going to be the, how we evolve this over the next three to five years, which is really about sustainability. And, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's an exciting vision. Just quickly on that, you can you switch between the different types of a service? So, you know, for example, if I've got Netflix on Subhub, can I go, you know what? I just want to go to the ad funded model right now. Like I want to go all the way down or, or you're only dealing with the subscription end. Well, we do have multiple price tiers from providers. We currently don't range the basic tier okay. from Netflix. Um, we, you know, so we range the um, the mid tier and the premium, and the new basic tier we don't range. And one of the reasons for that is that it is obviously that is an uh, an, a, a, a basic tier with that. So the uh, the margin on that is around advertising. We are yep. looking at uh, doing that in the future, but at the, and we don't limit our partners to one price point. But typically, when they introduce a new one, it takes a little bit more um, consideration, and that that one is not ranged. But I think a lot of the currently. But I think you know, I think obviously you, Netflix have reported um, I think five million users on the basic tier globally. Um, but uh, you know, ultimately, I I believe that that tier is sustainable. But one of the reasons it's sustainable is gonna is gonna uh, tell people why the you know the price point you're paying for premium is actually worth it because you're obviously paying yeah. to ha- not have your yeah. season your stranger things binge interrupted by by advertising yeah. i think people under that's why i think it's important people understand the trade-off of advertising or subscription yep and i think that's all about maturity it's a super exciting space that you operate in. And I should say, we could talk about 16 other things because you've got the Women's World Cup on Optus Sport. I think you've got every single game exclusive there. Um, 58 days to go, Trevor. There you go. He's got a big go. countdown clock in front of him. Um, this, <laughs> I, I want to know what's happening with Fetch and Optus, but we'll talk about all those another day. Um, I think that's great. You've got exciting uh, opportunity there for people to save money on things they're already spending. Just if you're an Optus customer, you're save mad. Save money, save mad time, to do spend it, right? more time enjoying. Yeah, absolutely. It. Save money and save time. Thanks, Trevor. Good on you, Clive. 
Any question you got, go to the website, EFTM.com. Ken did that. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great, Trevor. How are you? Well, good, mate. Really good. What can I do for you? Well, Trevor, my problem has really been about watching the Formula One in Australia. Wow. I mean, yeah. you know, that is a tech issue, but I'm more interested in the <laughs> F- F1 issue of it all. Well, I mean, what? so what do you mean? What's the problem? Because, I mean, it's pretty amazing oh. what we've got today, right? we got live coverage of every oh, yeah. single minute of the, of the thing. So what, what's the issue? Yeah. So... Um, Obviously, the ways with the media rights holder, holder being Foxtel, yep. I understand you, the only ways you can watch Formula One in Australia is either through KO or Foxtel. Yep. And the most cost-efficient way is really to to watch it via KO. Spot on, yep. Etc. Yeah. And uh, certainly, we I don't often get to stay up and watch the races when they're happening. Well, your but dedication is, is, that, is outrageous, mate. Lift your game, all right? <laughs> Well, one of the things I was I was um, finding interesting was I actually went to the Melbourne Grand Prix, and uh, was the first time I've been at the at the Formula One was in it over awesome? twenty years. Of, oh, there's something about the smell of the cars, yeah. and great atmosphere, and the sound. great vibe. Yeah. Where, did you get yourself decent seats, or did you just wander? Yeah, no, no, I got decent seats to turn twelve. Nice, just at the last turn before the straight. Yep. Yeah, loved very, it. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. So when you when the, you're home, what what's the issue? I mean, it's on. So it's on KO, but you don't want to stay up at night. So, you know, you can replay oh, any race, right? Sure. So I tried replaying the uh, the Grand Prix, the Australian Grand Prix. Yep. And I found out that they only provided an edited version of the race. I'm not talking KO Mini. I'm talking edited. So for me, the race starts when pit lane opens. To right to the end of the mm-hmm. prize giving ceremony. Yeah. They missed out on a lot of the beginning parts, which I guess for the new F1 fans are not really that, may not be really that interested. Hang but, on, rewind. So know. I get that the KO Mini is a highlight. We all get that. But you're saying if yeah. you go the day after the race and click on Australia or Azerbaijan, whatever it is, and you go, I want to watch yeah. the full race, not the KO Mini, um, do, do you see the you see the lights go out, right? You see from lights out. Yes. And to you, the end of the race. You but see, you don't you, you don't see, so you don't you see every single moment from lights out to checkered flag, but you're missing the No. The, oh you don't. No. No. <laughs> may it may have been just the Australian Grand Prix because that was a little bit of an outlier race. Well with so a number of red let, flags. Me, let me be clear. Um I think yeah. that is the wrong um that is the wrong race to judge on because the Australian Grand Prix is different. Um, Channel 10 yeah. have the rights to the Australian Grand Prix. Because, yeah, yeah, I know because that. under Australian anti-siphoning laws, it must be on free-to-air. So, yes. But the funny thing is, though, that shouldn't mean anything because Channel 10 do their own coverage. They don't use the Sky Sports. They use uh, Channel 4, I believe. No, no, they did their own commentary. They did everything on their own. Yeah. So, yeah. so it actually is no broadly different. Um yeah, man, I, I don't know what I mean. Yeah, it was a it was a interestingly perhaps boring race because of the red flags, and yeah. you know, yeah, I guess the moment the time between a red flag coming down and the green flag going out, you know, if that was twenty minutes, uh, why would you edit that when there's there's conversation in that twenty minutes? That's the point, right? Oh yes, but the most important thing was actually the first safety car period. Uh, again. 
Just they edited there. it out from. It's not there. <laughs> you know strange. the part where George comes in. Wow. Pits early, and then uh, and the next thing you see is the red st- uh, the restart. That's weird. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah, I it. I because, mean, for a lot I of people, the challenge they'd is, miss right, it. Back in the day, you would a VHS. Then you would just hit the red button yeah. on the Foxtel box, so you'd record it for yourself. But if you're going yes. with the most affordable option, which you are, um, and it would be yeah. the option I recommend because you can watch race replays, and the yeah. fact that there's no full replay, um, I feel like we need to do one more test. Though I need to know whether another race is like that, or whether Australia is for some reason an outlier. But I'm definitely going to ask the question of them. Yeah, well, you can you can go back and watch it. It's it's a little bit off putting sometimes when you miss a an entire chunk of the race. <laughs> Mind you, it is a safety car to red flag period, but still, but still there's see, a lot going on during weird, that time. I, I like those moments. So what I missed being in Melbourne, right, sitting, and we had great seats yeah. as well. I had my kids with me. It was awesome. But we didn't have the yeah. commentary. So we were relying on the track commentary. And while I love Rusty and mm. his team, the problem with the track commentary was they don't have the information and the contacts that the Sky Sports commentators do. So we were in the crowd going, yeah, we're going to re-race the last you know, lap. And then they just ended the race, right? So we didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that kind of conversation between, you know, Crofty and Brundle and, you know, their, their sources on the ground with the FA, whatever it is, that's all really important kind of source info. And while I, I love that conversation that happens in the red flag periods. So I, I think for for nuts like us, for for F one nuts like us, yeah, that's really important. So what you're here, here's what I think you and I are deciding on Ko's behalf. Here's what we want: we want Ko to offer uh, a highlight, uh, the Ko Mini, for those wanting a quick catch up, to offer a mm-hmm. a drive to survive highlight, a drive to survive version of the show, which is cut out all the red flags, and a full <laughs> race replay for the fans. Certainly. Okay. Well. Exactly. I will take your feedback to the people at KO. I think that's the best we can do, my man. And uh, let me know as the next races evolve. Where are we in Monaco uh, this weekend, isn't it? So. um, Yeah, yeah. Let let me know. uh, Your next time you watch a highlight, let me know if it's obvious that it's not what it should be. Well, the the other thing, uh, I've watched the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Yep. They've given the full race replay, and I'm in the middle of watching Miami which is also giving the full race replay. But the interesting thing with KO, they won't provide the sprint race. Oh, so you can't watch the sprint? Have a look. I don't know if you're subscribed to KO, but they don't provide the sprint race. Live and die by. So I've sent multiple emails, and the reply from KO has been, uh, well, they don't have the rights to show it. Oh, We've got the rights for the sprint quality. <laughs> wow. So I've asked them to I've asked for a response from either Foxtel or Liberty Media. KO says they are part of Foxtel, but they're not Foxtel. <laughs> they got the same rights. That's absolute BS. They've got the same rights as Foxtel. Yeah, so I I can't watch the sprint race, but you know. <laughs> so Miami qualifying, Miami. But no, we're talking Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Was there a sprint? The sprint was in Azerbaijan, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's only like all there's Miami practice one, two, three quality and race, but there's only Azerbaijan yeah. race. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, now click on it. It will tell you there's Azerbaijan quality. Oh, okay. So you click on sprint it and shoot it shows out. you the different things. Ah, oh, yes. Mm. So sprint shoot. But so what are you looking for? Sprint race. Oh, of course, because the sprint shootout is not the race. That's the quality for the sprint. <laughs> race day. But, but the sprint, oh, my God, that is so confusing. Because there's, there's a session oh. missing, isn't there? Because normally there's practice one, two, three, quali and race, so that's five. Whereas in the Azerbaijan, mm. there's only practice, quali, sprint, shootout, and race day. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All I right, mean, it's well, confusing I'll... for a lot of old fans like us who are just used to P1, yeah. uh, FP1, FP2, yeah. <laughs> FP3. <laughs> Interesting. All right, I'm going to look into it for you, Ken. Oh, thanks, Trevor. No worries, buddy. Stay tuned and I'll see what I can find out, mate. Okay, great. Good on you, mate. Thanks Thank for you. getting in touch. You have a good day, mate. Cheers, mate. Good on you. Um, yeah, I'm, I, it's the funny things that you don't notice because I, I always watch live. So, like, I literally am always watching live. So, it makes no sense. I'm emailing right now. KOF1 question. All right, Ken, I'm on it. All right, whatever your question, I'll see if I can help you out. <laughs> Oh, I've got a bit of homework there from this show, um, so lots to unpack there. Interesting stuff. Uh, two blokes talking tech this week. Uh, lots of tech news to unpack from uh, Apple iPhone 15 dummies uh, and my full video on the dummies and what we expect from the 15 is up at EFTM.com now on YouTube and some on TikTok and uh, also posted a video on TikTok of a very cool cassette deck. I mean, very cool cassette player. I want you to see that. Um uh, as I said, I've said before, I really enjoy TikTok. I don't, I don't know whether it's the simple format of it, whether it's um, the informality and formality you can have of it. Um, yeah, I just, I really like it. And also the comments aren't as narky most of the time. Sometimes there is, but you know, um, it's, uh, it's sometimes fun to have those things as well. Anyway, uh, yeah, let me know what you think and uh, get in touch anytime. Back in a few weeks after... Uh, the golf day next week and the WWDC week. We'll be back for a, a few solid weeks of EFTM podcast right here in your feed. Let us know what you think and uh, always get in touch. And most importantly, leave a rating and review and tell your friends because without you telling people, no one knows it exists. Thanks, guys. And we'll do it all again soon. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. <laughs>